Angela Yee, and I'm telling you right now that the Alive Podcast Network app is the best directory of podcasts created for us by us. From relationships to making money moves, there's a show that'll captivate every listener. And for my fellow Black creatives, this is a call to action to take your brand and monetization to the next level. It's for the culture. Join the movement and sign up today. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com. Coming soon to iOS and Android. Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, welcome to the Swirl Suite, everybody. Hey, we got the whole gang today. Glennis. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Swirl Suite. This is Glennis. I'm a vino noir. All things wine, I guess. Today. <laughs> Tomorrow's going to be something else. <laughs> you never know. Things change. Tomorrow you going to be an interior designer. Okay. <laughs> yeah, something like that. No, um, <laughs> hello, everybody. And we're going to have some fun today. Yay. Who's next? Tanisha? Well, good to say it. We're going to have some fun today. Right. I'm Glennis. Do you know the word? No, I can't say that. Tanisha. Grummy's glass. There you go. Leslie. This is Leslie. Vino 301 Wine Concierge. Hey. Uh, did I say my name? I'm Sarita. Um, buy me up. That's about it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, Folks, okay. So, can you tell us about your weekend? Yeah. Yes, please. So, um, yeah, so I went to yes, I went to Burn Hill for the summer solstice, uh, natural wine festival, and um, it was extremely organized. I loved the way they did things. I loved how they had buses coming from different parts of D.C. and Baltimore, so you didn't have to drive. That was a nice option. So mm-hmm. I rode from um, D.O. Wine Bar. Yeah, and once I arrived, the property is very beautiful. It's on a, a pretty steep hill. Um, you can either you could either walk up the hill or you could jump on the truck and have the hay ride, take the hay ride up the hill. So that's what I did. Um, once I arrived to the top, it was a very large tent with all of the winemakers with tables, you know, pouring their wine. First of all, there was a beautiful day. It was a perfect day for an event like this. And to just to be outside in the sun, um, I walked around a little bit, took some pictures, took in the scenery a little bit, and I started to taste some some wines. Um, I was very impressed with most of the wines there. Um, and it's it was a natural wine fest, so you're gonna get that you're gonna get that 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 feeling or that nose, excuse me, that nose that almost seems like a flaw at the beginning of your tasting experience. So um, once you get past that, you discover a lot of other um, things about the, the wine or the cider or whatever I was consuming. Um, you discover a lot of great things about natural wine. So uh, it was very cool. So my strategy was to go through half of the tent and then get something to eat. So I went through half of the tent. I tasted some really great wines. I ended the first half with uh, wines from Georgia. 
and oh man they were just they were so good spot on um and then I got like a rice bowl with fried chicken and pickled onions and oh gosh it was so good and um I found a spot to chill and I was chilling with uh Julia Coney and Allison who was bon vivant and uh, yeah we were just just hanging out in the sun eating drinking and um, Julia was super prepared. She had her chair and blanket and she brought ice. So everybody's wine could chill on ice. It was just a great, great time. So once I, um, once I chilled out a little bit, I went to taste more wines and then I tasted, um, some Turkish wines that were fabulous. Um, it was just a really well done event. It was extremely organized. It was a great time. It wasn't too crowded. It was, it was perfect. And now I believe our guest has arrived. How are all you guys doing? You look good. Thank, oh, well, thank you. How you. are you? How are you? Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome back anytime. <laughs> hold up, hold up. So I must say, what would you like us to call you? Because you got a stage name. That means you real big time. What no, so that so so to answer your question, I don't I don't have a preference, just as long as you write Chris on my checks. <laughs> um, other than that, I respond to both. Um, I've been using the Seth Brundle for, shoot, I'm um, 34. It's been like 12 years or something like that now. Um, but the only reason I created the stage name is because I've gone back and forth between entertainment and corporate uh, since I graduated from undergrad. And I created the stage name um, just in case, like, in the times that I've gone back to corporate, white people don't get curious about me and start you know, Googling me and finding out about that mm-hmm. part of my life and, mm-hmm. and those aspects of my life because white people can be very nosy about the only black face. Mm-hmm. Oh, baby. So, oh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> so, yeah, I've only had one instance of somebody finding, like, my entertainment-related endeavors, and it was very strange, and I don't know how he found it because my legal name is very fucking vanilla. Um, and I am like the 1000th person that comes up when you search for Chris McMullen. So, yeah. So that means they were searching. Yes. Yes. They did a deep, they did a deep dive. I, I walked into, um, the conference room at my job or not the conference room, but the kitchen, um, at my job at the time, I used to work for this financial institution, walking in and get my morning coffee. Then they were talking to somebody. And he goes, hey, good morning, Seth Brundle. And I was like, what the, what? Like, how did you, huh? So, yeah. So it's not cool, but it's worked as much as, as, much as I wanted it to. Mm. Yeah. So we sort of just jumped in head first. So Seth, please introduce yourself and tell everybody what you do. So my name is Seth Brundle or Chris McMullen or Fat Daddy or... Rocky, or <laughs> however you know me, whether it's from elementary, middle school, high school, college, uh, entertainment world, personal family. Um, I go by many names. Um, I am the host, co-host and co-creator of Aspire TV's Butter and Brown. Um, I am a, an executive producer. I'm a personality. I'm a writer. Um, I am a content creator. And I'm a dad and a husband. Yay. <laughs> Those busy. are a, See, busy. Yeah, extremely yeah. busy. Yeah. Um so with all those jobs you're also a stylist. Yes. 
Yes. So which, which out of those professions came first? Um, I think production came first. So probably the, the producing aspect of all my multi hyphenates. Um, I started off my career in entertainment in undergrad. I interned for Mattel, the toy company. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was an intern in their, uh, their entertainment department and transitioned after my second year into being an associate producer. Um, so all of those Hot Wheels and Barbie movies that you guys have seen um, at Target and Walmart and those different things, like I helped associate produce um, mm-hmm. around that era. So Barbie and Fairytopia, uh, Hot Wheels, what was it called? It was Acceleracers. Um, Hot Wheels Acceleracers, um, all of the commercials for their international spots and their international products um, I worked on. And then came, after that, came styling. And I've since taken a break from styling in the last like five years, but I still take on gigs every now and then, depending on how well I know the person, how much I believe in the project and how much work is required. Because like I said, like, you know, I'm a dad now, so I don't have that same like young man energy in me like I used to um, anymore. And especially to deal with entitled celebrities who don't know how to communicate or talk effectively and all that other stuff. I just kind of, you know, I take it and take it and leave it as it comes. So I do have a gig coming up in the beginning of July for a new beauty company um, where they've hired majority models um, and personalities of color. Oh, so I'm nice. very excited about them. They pay really well. So <laughs> yeah. that's a perk. Yes. That matters. That's a perk because because Celasia is expensive. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that the styling thing came. I did that for about six years. And in the midst of doing the styling thing, um, Leslie had approached me with the idea to do butter and brown. And I was telling her, like, it's crazy that you say that because, like, I wanted to do a cooking show and I actually pitched one that ended up later becoming my other web series, Fundamentals, to Issa. And I was like, let's do this. If we're going to do a cooking show, let's find somebody to help us shoot it. Um, let's shoot, like, a little pilot or a sizzle just so Issa can see what it looks like because I think one of the things that happened when I pitched uh, Fundamental to her was that she loved the idea, but she couldn't see it, and it kind of fell by the wayside. And at the time when I pitched it, because it was like a year or so prior to us starting Butter and Brown, the web series. So at the time, like, I didn't have too many resources in terms of people that knew how to shoot and edit and, you know, all that stuff, and especially with food, because food is like a completely different beast. But our friend Theo, who also did her show, Let Leslie Tell It, ended up shooting it, editing it, uh, co-executive producing it with us. So... It just all worked out. So I transitioned kind of out of styling almost all the way and into, you know, production, writing, content creation, that type of thing. So for those who don't know what Butter and Brown is, tell them a little bit about it. Man, let me talk my shit one time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Who don't know Butter and Brown? (laughs) So our our little, uh, our our default, I guess elevator pitch for Butter and Brown is it's a stylish comical cooking series hosted by me and my good friend Leslie Antonoff. Um, we also inject some sketch comedy in there. We make food that's near and dear to our hearts. We are not classically trained. We're self-taught, but we're damn good cooks and chefs. Um, and we just like to get on camera and basically have the, re- the show be a reflection of what our friendship is. Leslie and I's friendship, we met Shortly after undergrad, I went to Morehouse. She went to Howard. Um, 
H U, <laughs> the real H U, right? You know, because I got, I got friends at Hampton that would say otherwise, but no, mm. that's okay. And that's why they're not here. Go ahead. <laughs> well, so yeah, so um, we met shortly after undergrad, and like we we always connected on you know our HBCU roots. Um, you know, Leslie's a fashion blogger. You know, I'm a former slash current stylist myself, so we always connected on style, and then. Whenever we would hang out, like we would, we would drink and eat. Um, so the show is really and truly just a reflection of our friendship and what we do in our own kitchens and homes in the first place. But you know, and I say this with all humility, I think that our show is new, it's refreshing. Um, I think it's really honest, which is one of the reasons why we've been as successful as as we've been from um, our tra transition from the web to television, um, because it's just really honest. Like we're not making pretentious food. We're not making things that our audience is going to have a hard time finding in terms of like the actual ingredients or the groceries themselves. Um, we make dishes that are approachable and, you know, our techniques are really, um, really relatable in terms of like what the average person has in their home, uh, whether it's uh, a cheese grater or a cast iron skillet or, you know, like even just a, a cheap food processor. We try to, we try to, approach the show in that way so butter brown is the hottest cooking show there is out uh right now past present and in the future so that's what the show right is. now yeah i love it i love it and i have to say i have made a few of your recipes but one of my favorites had to be your risotto that y'all made that so it's funny because i actually have some risotto in the kitchen we have some mushrooms and we're going out of town in two days so i was like i can make that tonight and then I can make the salmon tomorrow. But yeah, that's one of my favorites too. That was one of Leslie's recipes that she wrote. Wow. She's the pasta queen. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. You guys are going into season three. What's going to be different about season three compared to the first two? So with season three more so than the previous two, um, Aspire just gave us full creative control. Um, they didn't tell us no to anything that we pitched. Um, they loved all of our ideas. They really and truly let us be our authentic selves. Like one of the episodes, for instance, and I'm not really giving anything away, but one of the episodes, for instance, um, I came up to start shooting the episode with my gold grilling. And I joked with Melissa Ingram, who's the head of the network, like, oh, I'm going to wear my grill for the episode. She was like, go ahead, do it. I was like, are you serious? She was like, yeah, if that's what you want to do, if that's how you want to represent yourself. And you know, this episode, because it kind of tied into the theme of the episode, she was all for it. So I think what audiences should expect from the third season is just us being our full, authentic, Black-ass selves. Um, you can, of course, expect um, even better recipes than we've done before, but still approachable. Um, we got a lot of feedback in the past year from fans of the show in terms of what kind of recipes they want to see, what kind of techniques they want to learn, so you can see that. And then the theme for this season is us just going back to our internet roots. Um, so there are a lot of nods to like the web series. Like we did one episode was a full web series remix where we remixed a couple of the, uh, the dishes that we did. In that particular episode, we remixed the sketch that we did. Um, and then a lot of the recipes and food itself, it, food themselves like just have to do with like internet food trends, whether it's like food trucks or you know, pop-up dinners and that type of thing. So that's what audiences can expect from us, season three. Just a lot of fun. 
It's a lot of fun. We had we had a lot of fun, a lot of laughs. Um, this season was probably the most exhausting. Me and Leslie were actually just talking about that this morning. It was the most exhausting uh, shoot for a full season that we've had thus far, but we had a lot of fun. We had a lot, a lot of fun. That's awesome. How many episodes are in um, a season? How many do you shoot? So we do nine each season. So, so far with between seasons, uh, season one and two, we've done 19 episodes because we did a pilot presentation in 2016. We did our first full season, 2017, and then our second full season, 2018. So we have 19 episodes in the bank so far, and then you can expect nine more this season. Okay. Yeah. That's really Do you cool. ever have like special guests on your show or anything like that? Or is it just strictly you and Leslie? No. So we, we do do special guests when we had a few of them this season. We had Ludacris, um, not giving anything away because these are things that we posted online, but we had Ludacris going with our whole internet thing. We had James Bland, who is, is slash was one of our network mates on Issa Rae's YouTube channel. He has um, the, uh, the series Giants that he just sold to, or not sold, but he's licensing to TV One. So his show just debuted on TV One this past year. So he was one of our guests. We had Chef Risha, who is a huge uh, food blogger and uh, social media personality. And then we had a bunch of local uh, chefs and mixologists from a local Atlanta area where we film uh, for our pop-up episode. So we did have... I think we had maybe six special guests and then there's one episode where we had all of our friends who live in Atlanta come and join us for an episode. So we had a lot of fun. The, our director, Ron, had a, a lot of trouble like rallying us and getting us back focused and together. Yeah, and these were like, cause you guys know, like I went to school in Atlanta. So like once you, and, and Leslie's friends who live in Atlanta are also her friends from Howard. So yep. once you mix like friends who've known each other for, 10, 15 years along with some liquor, uh-huh. you know, it's good times. It's like it's a good Morehouse time. Howard homecoming. Huh? I said it's like a Morehouse Howard homecoming. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it was just like that. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of liquor, what is your drink of choice? So I prefer uh, bourbon whiskey or scotch neat. I am actually not the biggest fan of cocktails. And the ones we make are amongst the few that I like. I just, I love, I'm one of those purists when it comes to to spirits and coffee. I don't need any sugar, uh, cream, milk, uh, whips, <laughs> uh, sugar dusting. I don't need any of that stuff. I take my coffee black, just like I like my wife. And I also like my whiskey and my bourbon, you know, but... But you guys see, like, we use a lot of, we, we use a lot of uh, infused, like, simple syrups. So, like, if I was to have a cocktail, I love citrus. I love, um, you know, like, really clean, like, veggies if you were to put those inside a cocktail. So, like, cucumbers and, you know, like, basil leaves and mint and different things like that. But, like, when you come to, when it comes to, like, putting a bunch of sugar or a bunch of additives and different things like that in cocktails, I'm not the biggest fan. But I've had... I've created and had a lot of uh, cocktails that I, I really do enjoy besides those neat cocktails. Nice. Black coffee, no sugar, no cream. Nope. No nothing. <laughs> no nothing. Feeling you, bro. Feeling yeah, you. Yeah, and my wife is half Eritrean, so, like, I like that Ethiopian, you know, Habesha, you know, <laughs> exactly. that motherland coffee. Yeah. 
God. Mm. Yeah. I have a question for you. Um, is there a dish that you won't make on your show? Mm. See, that's a Leslie question. Um, for me, I would say no, just off the top of my head. Um, okay. Leslie has a lot of food restrictions and things that she doesn't like. Like Leslie, like famously, doesn't like cheese, Ooh, melted wow. cheese. Um, yeah, it grosses her out. So we kind of try to stay away from those as much as possible because we want, you know, like again, like in the spirit of authenticity, we want, you know, our, us tasting on camera and us talking about mm-hmm. the flavors in our dishes to be authentic. And then those instances that we do use melted cheese or one of the other things that she doesn't like, she'll usually jokingly like not taste it or, you know, just have me do it or, you know, mention that she does, she's not the biggest fan of it. But for me, there are very few things as is reflective of my BMI and my weight that I don't like. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to think of like, I'm pretty adventurous when it comes to food. So I would say like, I know I'm not the biggest fan of anything with like a black licorice taste, like anise and those different things. Um, although like when mixed into certain dishes or cocktails and different things like that, I, I do enjoy them and it kind of like uh, mutes the flavor a little bit, but uh, black licorice, y'all can take my black card if you want, but I'll get it back. I'm not the biggest fan of watermelon. <gasps> not the biggest fan of watermelon, but it doesn't gross me out. It doesn't gross me out. I just, I'm not a huge fan of it. Like, I can eat it if it's in, like, you know, like a fruit salad or, like, a regular salad, especially if you have, it's, it's about balance for me. So if I don't like something, you have to balance it out with something else. So I really like salads that have, like, watermelon cubes in it and, like, feta or, like, gorgonzola. Oh, I love that salad. Yeah. 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 With that, black olives. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. When you balance it like that, like, I can, I can have it, but there's nothing really that, like, grosses me out or anything that I won't even like, you know, attempt to make or eat or anything like that. So I would say no for me. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. So with you having a cooking show, do you watch any other cooking shows? Oh, that's my life. Yeah. That's my life. That's how I, that's how I learned. Huh? What's one of your favorites? Um, I really love Barefoot Contessa with Ina Garden. Mm -hmm. Um, it's funny. Like when you have, conversations with different black people about Ina Garden, mm-hmm. you either love her or hate her. Yeah. And I'm one of those people that's on, you know, like the former side of it. Like I love Ina Garden. I don't think she's pretentious. I think just like with our show, I think she uses a lot of very realistic, very approachable ingredients. Like she might stuff say she might say stuff like, you know, use very good vanilla or different things like that. But it's like you can find those in your local grocery store. Yeah. you know, our farmer's market or Asian market and different things like that. So I really love Barefoot Contessa. Um, G would kill me if I didn't say so. And, you know, I, I love teasing yeah. him, but like, you know, he was the first, turning up the heat with G Garvin was mm-hmm. one of, if not the first instance I've ever seen of a Black person carrying a cooking show all by themselves in, you know, an instance where I saw myself reflected in the show. So turning up the heat is definitely a favorite. Um the Chef Show, which is brand new on Netflix with uh, John Favreau, is really, really good. And I just, I'm a really big fan of his and everything he does, whether it's like, you know, he just directed the new Lion King movie with uh, Beyonce and Donald Glover, or, you know, it, if it's his directing of like the Marvel Comics movies or whatever, like I'm a really big fan of John Favreau. So um, those would probably be my top three right now. Have y'all noticed that the Food Network has gone vanilla again? And so has HGTV? It's funny, what we, we just had a conversation about that. going on? 
everybody's white. Yeah, everybody. Notice that everybody is white. We just we just talked about that, and it's funny because somebody threw out a stat when we were having a conversation. They said that Food Network's viewership is made up of mostly African Americans, but if you look at the personalities that are on the network, they're they only function in a supporting capacity. So, like. If you talk about Sunny Anderson, who's been a long time face yeah. mm-hmm. on the network, she is one of five hosts of, I think, the show The Kitchen. Yeah. Um, you talk about another, you know, very talented black chef, Marcus Samuelson. He's always functioning in like the guest judge capacity, whether it's on Chopped or Beat Bobby Flay or something yeah. like that. Um, you know, like I, there was another, there was another guy who, like, was his his. His tenure on Food Networks was really short-lived, and I can't remember his name. All I remember is they oh, had Aaron, him rapping. Aaron. Oh, Aaron McCargo, the guy who used Possibly. to have a sh- No? Was that the yeah. one? Because it was like last year or 2017. Yeah, he was bald-headed, but he used to like rap at the end of every episode, which I thought was that, really that weird. horrifying. No. Yeah, it was, it was really strange. <laughs> it was really, really strange. He couldn't rap at all. Like, I could see if he was like a rapper turn cook, mm-hmm. but like, I think it was just like Food Network's attempt to maybe like, Oh God! Negro the show up or whatever. Oh my It was it was so bad. But like his show only lasted. It was like it was like a year. Like he came and went, and I haven't seen him since. And then the only one who hosts a show by themselves, and he's Afro Latino is uh, is Roger Muke, and that's it with Manfire. What is it, Manfire? Oh, yeah. 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 But it's 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 interesting, and it's. You know, that's one of the reasons why Leslie and I wanted to create Butter and Brown because we're such huge fans of Food Network and all the personalities they have on the network. And we just weren't seeing ourselves. Like, you know, Food Network and Cooking Channel are responsible, are partly responsible for teaching me how to cook. Um, You know, I've been watching since I was a teenager and I learned through the chefs on that network and through cookbooks and through trial and error in my own kitchen. But, you know, like you guys said, as the years have gone on and you would think we're supposed to make progress, like the network has gone back to being almost completely white. Like, I love Bobby Flay. Love him, love him, all his content. But why does Bobby Flay have 10 shows across yeah, two networks? That's true. Um, what you know, do you think it is? I mean, what do you, do you think it's a conscious attempt? Or I see, I can't, I don't. I don't necessarily know that I can speak to like the reasoning behind it. Like, I think one of the things that one of the, the uh, predictions that I've had over the last couple of years is the change in social climate. Cause Mm -hmm. if you, if you think about the timing of, you know, Barack's election and winning and his tenure in office, and then the transition from him to Trump, it's gotten wider, but also like the types of programming that they have has changed. Whereas like, Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm, you know, I'm a freelance entertainment professional, so I'm home most days and I work from home most days and I tune into Food Network and Cooking Channel and the two people that I've seen whose presence have, has grown on, the, grown on the network in the last three or four years are, I can't remember her name, but the Pioneer Woman. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. I yeah. Hate show. Yeah. And let's talk yeah. about that. Yeah, the Pioneer Woman. And then what's her name? Trisha. Oh, Yearwood. The- Yearwood. Is the country music thing? Yeah. And one of those meals, um, and this is just my personal view and not the views of the Swirl Suite, but <laughs> <not> <laughs> to me, 
appear appealing at all. And if I made like four of those dishes, I'd probably drop dead of a heart attack. I mean, they yeah. are so unhealthy. Yeah. On so many levels, it's like just opening up a can of Spam and then mixing it with something and calling it a day. It's just and making and, it a casserole. And that's, yes. that's, I mean, like, I, y'all know us. Like, I'm not afraid to voice my opinion at all. Like, I feel the same way that you guys do. But, like, my biggest issue beyond, like, because, you know, like, all of our dishes are not the healthiest. There are episodes that's all about, you know, rich, creamy, fatty, you know, so on and so forth or whatever. So, but we try to have balance. But my biggest issue with those two shows and their presence growing on a network, and this might even speak to what I said about what I felt made us authentic and us popular, because you have to think about the ways that in which most Americans cook, but their shows are a lot like, do you guys remember um, Sandra Lee yeah. and Semi-Homemade? Yeah. Yes. They remind me, the, the dishes that they make are a lot like Sandra Lee's in that, they're not necessarily or even like half homemade. It's like a hodgepodge of like yeah. pre-made shit that you just kind of put together. Like you got a roll of cookie dough and a box of brownie mix or whatever. You put them together and make, you know, brownie cookie bars. It's, there's nothing nuanced about that to me. And it doesn't teach audiences anything about, you know, upping their chef game or like their skill set or anything. It's just... It's just taking a bunch of processed food and putting it together to make even more processed and fatty dishes. And yes. to me, to me, it's just you you can leave that to all the over the head like cooking videos that are on the internet now, like tasties and you know, we got another potato wrapped in cheese, wrapped in bacon, wrapped in, you know, fried breading like dish or whatever, where those are really popular, but they're all different versions of the same dish. Where it's like just cheesy, meaty, fatty, whatever yeah. stuffed all of inside each other or something else. You know what I mean? Okay. So I have one more comment about this. I love Guy Fieri, but I'm ready for his show to go off the air. And I want to see someone else walk around to these different cities and talk about food. Guy Fieri? Yeah. So I will say I am a huge Guy fan. Mm-hmm. I don't want him to go anywhere, but Why? I feel you. Yeah, I, feel, I just, I just it's, it's, they I, have a new guy on Cheap Eats. Have you seen him? Uh, he's, oh, he's oh. Indian or Pakistani. I'm trying to remember. He's kind of annoying. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just really picky. Uh, perhaps that's it. I, I don't. Can we get I, a woman? But see, I think. See, here's what it is for me. I think, like, I just, I really enjoy Guy Fieri and his his content, his programming. I, I think he was born to do what he's doing now. True. So yeah. I really, really, really enjoy his shows. I really like, um, I really like uh, Triple D. Mm. I like uh, Guy's Grocery Games. And then his new show, I can't remember, it's called like The Ranch or something like that. I don't know that one. It's, it's basically like they're at a ranch somewhere like in Northern California, like wine country. And there are always like three celebrity chefs. It's kind of like Chop, but it's four celebrity chefs. Oh, and they're okay. given like kind of like the same challenge. Like it's like a thing, like make a blah, blah, blah or whatever. And here's your core ingredients or whatever. Okay. And they do that. But I said all that to say, like, I really, I really do enjoy Guy's personality and his programming. But I understand because I feel the same way about, like I said a second ago, I feel the same way about Bobby Flay. Like I love Bobby Flay, but it's like enough, bro. Like <laughs> enough. You got 52 shows across <laughs> both sister networks. Like it's, it's enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think more so with 
Guy, it has, with Guy as opposed to, or with Bobby as opposed to Guy, I think it's about Bobby's, the power that he has as scripts, and then his ego as opposed to, like, Guy just, the, the demand for him and more content with him, you know, dictating, like, him getting more and more shows. But I, I love Guy. Yeah. So this part of our show, we ask a bunch of random questions. We call okay. it random and not so rapid. Okay. And actually, this is for everybody. So everybody can answer these because I don't think I've asked y'all any of these. This summer, what uh -oh. is your favorite clothing item? Mm. My birthday suit. <laughs> 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 Wow. Yeah, I would say the I would say the same thing. That and a fan. I don't have I don't have central AC, so my birthday suit and a fan. Is wait, you, live where? you don't live in Atlanta, do you? No, I live in LA. I was about to say. Oh no. No, I think it I think it's like illegal to build a new development in Atlanta without central air. Right. But it should but you have a window unit? Do you have any? So we have one of those. We bought, because we moved back to LA two years ago from the Bay Area, and we bought one of those huge, like, uh, portable air conditioning units. Mm -hmm. yeah. so it's not necessarily a window unit, but it's like it's like a huge box. It almost, it's like half the size of a stove. Right. Yeah, I have so, one of those. On the floor. And you can bring it from room to room. Yeah, yeah so, so. That room is really cool, so. Yeah. So that room is really cool, and it's really effective, but, like, I don't know if you guys can see, like, our place we have like those old school like swing windows oh, you mm -hmm. do. so it's hard to like buy one of the window units where you can just put it in the window and close the window yeah. um i think we're gonna because we were talking about that because it got really hot like the latter part of the summer last year where there were like four or five days where it was so hot we couldn't sleep wow um so we were talking about getting um because we have a couple friends who are carpenters but getting them in here and seeing if they can build like a custom Swing window, we can take one out and put one in the living room in the bedroom. Because mm. it's it gets it gets seriously hot in our place. You can imagine. Um, but yeah, but I would say short answer for me is anything that fits. <laughs> <laughs> anything anything that fits. Cause y'all know I love I love fashion, I love clothes, but like this dad, this oh, dad bod. That is such a dad answer. <laughs> This dad bod and this this weight gain that I've had since my son was born and, you know, just running around and not being able to necessarily eat as healthy as we want. We, we for the most part, eat home-cooked food, but, you know, we've been traveling a lot for the last two months. There's been a lot of weddings, a lot of work, and we're going to the Bay Area for my wife's job in a couple of days and then to visit, you know, some of our friends who still live there. So it's hard, like, with that balance, but... Really, it's about anything that fits. Even, even, even in California, I thought y'all were the town of like vegans and like smoothies and shit. So <laughs> that's one of that's one of, that's one of my favorite questions. So with California and living in LA, that shit is transplants. That's not us. That's not real LA. That's people. That's people who move here. They have a specific style in mind, and you know they want to they want to practice yoga and give up all animal based. Right? That's not LA. That's not LA. I grew up on, you know, Brawley Hut and Golden Bird Chicken and, you know, uh, you know, barbecue and fish fries and all that other stuff. That's, mm. I live in that, that type of neighborhood. So mm. I can find you 
five vegan restaurants in like a one mile radius. But that's not how true Angelinos like eat. Mm. You know what I mean? I believe in balance, so I will eat vegan every now and then, and I try to eat as clean as possible. But that's not that's not real LA people. That's people who move here from other places. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Got it. What about y'all? Y'all having a summer item that's your favorite right now? Anything linen, anything mm. that is breathable. Yeah. Got it. Got to catch that breeze. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Tanisha, what about you? Yeah, she said linen. Tanisha, what about you in Paris? Yeah, linen get too wrinkled for me. You know, I am an iron maniac. Like, so linen just does not work for me on that front. Um, but for me, like a maxi dress. Mm. Get a little breeze up underneath it, breeze on the shoulders. <laughs> yeah. And I, if I wasn't a married man, I would have some commentary on maxi dressing. <laughs> <laughs> no. Good choice. Good choice. Um, summer, summer. Well, because I work in a building that's always freezing, I I have to wear what's going to be appropriate for work. So, mm. but after work, a t-shirt and some shorts, I'm good. Yeah. Now, when I get to travel, I'm on an island, bathing suit in the best cover-up that matched the bathing suit. Yeah. So. Do not do shorts. I, like, I have just never been like a shorts person. Yeah. I'm a I've been an adult. I am not a shorts person. Love shorts. Love them. Same. What about you? Um, I'm doing like loose pants all summer. Like loose, like flowy. Like plazo. Like, in like like flowy skirts, you know, I, I like it loose, especially yeah, because we're heading to New Orleans. Oh my God, that sticky, hot humidity, just like it is here today. But who? I just need them. Oh yeah. Favorite movie with a black cast? And note, I didn't say black movie because all movies that have black cast aren't black movies. Love Jones. I love Love Jones. Love it. Love Jones. <laughs> I watched it times over the last week. I love it. Love, love <laughs> I love that movie because the it's about friendship. It's about mm-hmm. it's about African Americans supporting each other. It's about um music and jiving. It's a love story. It's just it shows um folks being you know like the the rivalry between the um, Lorenz Tate and Bill Bellamy and how they doesn't work. I, I, everything about the movie. Okay, that was yours. I'm not going to And the soundtrack is... Oh, the soundtrack is off the hook. Like, mm-hmm. you can listen. That's one of the few Timeless. where you don't skip a song. You just, just listen all the way through. Mm-hmm. You might even back up a couple of songs and like, oh, I didn't catch that the last time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. truly unfuckwittable. Yes. yes. Agree. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. Okay. Um, mine would probably be uh the wood. The wood. Really? Um, the wood. Yeah. I think for me, like that was solidified because y'all said favorite movie with an all black cast because it's yeah. it's a tie between my favorite other my other favorite movie is Alien because mm-hmm. I'm I'm a nerd I'm a sci fi nerd but <laughs> um the wood is definitely my other favorite movie but it's my favorite movie with a black cast and it's just really nostalgic for me like I remember. The movie came out when I was 
uh, sophomore or junior in high school. So it was like really about like my coming of age and like thinking about my friendships with my boys and like, Mm -hmm. you know, memories that we share, like not to be graphic or whatever, but like even being able to relate, like, you know, all of us competing to lose our virginity. Um, You know, what it was like to be like Mm -hmm. clean cut, like straight laced, like Mm -hmm. African American boys growing up in LA where gang culture was really prevalent, where, you know, it was dangerous even to go to a party. Um, You know, but like, it's just, it's always been one of my favorite movies. I remember when I was homesick, like my first year at Morehouse, I hated Atlanta. I hated, you know, Morehouse. I hated everything about that experience. So I used to like on weekends, I would just watch the wood on a continuous loop over and over and over again. And even now, like as an adult, like just, you know, revisiting my love for that movie and my thoughts around it and my admiration for it from, you know, adolescence to being a young man, to being a grown man myself and, having, you know, mostly for the most part, the same friends that I've had from since high school and college mm-hmm. itself, you know, all of us, because um, I have two main groups of homeboys. So my homeboys from high school and my homeboys from uh, from college, like half of us are now married, half of us, um, you know, are now fathers in both groups. So mm-hmm. it's just, it's an amazing film. It's an amazing film. And it just, it feels good. It just gets you... Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. And that one has it has a decent soundtrack too. It's not as good as Love Jones. Yeah. But that one has a decent soundtrack too. Yeah. Yeah. It's also some of Tay Diggs' best acting. I give you that. He plays a really good drunk guy. That's my favorite part. He does. And he got the he got the LA he got the LA Negro like like accent down pat. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Noted. Wow. Noted. Yeah. So I have two eras. Now the up the trilogy uptown saturday night let's do it again piece of the yes. action Ooh. yes Ooh. Yes. Yes. Wait, what did yes. you say i missed it what did you say what? it's a trilogy a lot of people don't even remember it as a trilogy trilogy but it was uptown saturday night let's mm. do it again and piece of the action with city portier and bill cosby were the leads yes. But, and then had one occasional white boy that was a gangster every now and then, but they weren't the focus. Anyway, that was like, let's do it again. But those are the best. I, I just love every last one. Those season. are great choices. Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those are the best. So now, what would I say, like, up uh, recent? Again, me, I love Jones. Um, then, you know, Love and Basketball was great as well. Okay, that's a good one. Love and Basketball is great as well. So those are my, but that 60 year, 70s year, some cast. Silky Slim was. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh always name somebody we got to Google it. But I know she felt the same way about us. Exactly. Tanisha, your turn. Uh, mine is older, um, but school days. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, this is what made me really, really be like solidified. Like, oh, I'm going to a black office. Like, this is yeah. happening. Like, this is this is happening. This is where I'm going. This is what's going down. So I feel that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that was a different world for me. Oh yeah, it's a different world. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I grew up on a different world, but then it was it was syndicated on TNT when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. So there was like a two hour block from like. I think it was like 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. that it would come on. So I would like watch a different world while I was getting ready for school. And like by the time I hit like my senior year, um, it was it was solidified. Like I was like, I'm going to 
Morehouse or Howard. And, you know, I chose, I made the right decision, you know. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no disrespect. <laughs> no disrespect. I'm, I'm just like, anybody who went to a black college, I'm like, yes. Yes. Oh, I forgot yeah. brown sugar. Oh, yes. oh come yes. on. I didn't go yet. That was awesome. Oh, oh, so oh, was that choice, Sarita? Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll take it so back. Mine is, since Glenda said mine already, mine was brown sugar, but hands down, hands down, Harlem Nights. Harlem Nights. Yeah. Um, Harlem Nights. Yeah. I can watch Harlem Nights over and over again. And you know what? The other, my second is The Color Purple. Oh, I, know. I will stop what I'm doing to watch The Color Purple. <laughs> all, all four hours of it. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a lifetime movie. Mm -mm. Oh, man. Mm, I love that. Yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. But we could add Black Panther to our list now. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. That's, the, yeah, that's definitely going to go. Yeah, there. I didn't think we had to say that out loud because we are. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just for, just, just for the record, in case yeah. somebody's listening to it and be like, well, also, hey, also, the best man. The best man. Oh, the, oh, yeah. the best man classic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so do you like one better than two or? Oh, I like one much better than two. Two is. Don't we always like one better than two? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. <laughs> yeah. Nah. The two didn't seem like a classic to me. The one, the one definitely. Yeah. If that's another coming of age, because I think. Yeah. I had either just graduated from college so it was that age where all my friends were getting married then and mm -hmm. and you always had that one person you always had a shelby in the group where you were like what <laughs> <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, sometimes shelby is a man this is true sometimes, yeah. sometimes he's sheltered sheltered mm -hmm. Yeah, Shelby or Shelton. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, we got it. We got a Shelby and a Shelton in our college group. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But we love them. We love them. <laughs> yeah. This Christmas was good too. It was. That's cute. That was Especially because the youngins went to Morehouse and Spelman. Oh. Wow. Yes. Of course you would know that. Yes, they did. It was one of the selling points for me. Yeah. Yep, yes, they did. <laughs> okay, next question. Name a food that makes you ignore calories. All of it? Um. <laughs> I was going to say any, anything fried. Anything fried. I. Like a Oreo, chicken, fish, fry it, butter, corn, whatever. Anything fried. There, I there. feel that. I am a, I'm a huge fan of any loaded potato type of situation. Mm -hmm. So if, you know, like whether it's like poutine or chili cheese fries or corn inside fries or like a hash with like a fried egg and some cheap, like any type of like French fries, home fries, uh, <laughs> uh, roasted potatoes, smack, like any, anything with potatoes, cheese, meat and eggs, like that's my jam. Mm -hmm. That's my jam. I don't care. I don't care how many calories it has. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. For me, if I smell a waffle, <laughs> oh, hold on, because let me break it down. I'm not just talking about like a regular waffle. Of course, like Belgian waffles, yeah, that's cute. But if I smell like a waffle cone, you walk into an ice cream shop and oh, yeah. smell the waffle, oh my God, it's over. So anything waffle, yeah. 
Sarita, there's a place that opened up near me in Bowie. It's called Ruby's. Did I tell you about this? Uh-uh. So Ruby's is um, a little Black-owned carryout place. They have a couple of seats inside or what have you. And they serve breakfast all day long, but they also serve other soul food. But one of their breakfast items is a sweet potato waffle. Mm. Wow. And she makes it with a caramel sauce and honey butter. Mm. Mm. I might find that on the show next season. That sounds amazing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It it is all that. Yeah. A sweet potato waffle. Wow. Ooh, anything with caramel, too. Oh, my gosh. Love caramel. Hmm. Hmm. I might take that. Might have to come out to Blackville. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> Glennis and Leslie, did y'all answer? Um, nope. I think mine is lasagna mm. and cheesecake. Mm. Oh, yeah. I don't care how many calories. I can eat two, three pieces of cheesecake. And I'm talking about good New York style cheesecake. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. Mm. I'm all about it. Love it. Fried cheesecake. Where, where do you stand on um what's the what's the infamous New York cheesecake spot? Oh, Junior? you Juniors? Where do y'all stand on Juniors? Juniors is well okay, so Juniors in next to Marriott Marquis. That See, I know where you're going with this because now that Juniors has gotten um, commercialized, yeah. so to speak, yeah. it seems like the quality has gone down. I'm talking Juniors when they first started, they used to make some phenomenal cheesecake, but with anything, when you overproduce and you're trying to keep up with demand of half the country, I think it's losing some of its um, quality. So. I agree 100%. Juniors used to be, I haven't been in, I grew up in New York, New, York, New Jersey area, and Juniors used to be off the chain. And, but now, you know, but if you go into like a diner in the New Jersey, New York area, that's not a chain, you can get some of the best cheesecake. As a matter of fact, I had a pizza on Saturday, ate it about two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm going to have this for breakfast. Tomorrow. Oh, it didn't make it right. <laughs> in the morning. It be like that sometimes. No, uh-huh. exactly. It yeah. be like that. Exactly. Like I'm not uh, it's calling my name. Okay. I hear you. Who am I not to answer? Right. Exactly. <laughs> Who am I? Who do I think I am? <laughs> Who am I to get ready to lay down on this cheesecake and not burn off some of the calories? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Leslie, what's your answer? Did you say? No, I didn't. I so I um a potato um is my kryptonite anyway. Any way you make the potato is is my kryptonite. Yeah. So Glennis, I want to tell you about this cheesecake you need to try. Okay. And you will appreciate it because it's called the furlough cheesecake. Oh, the furlough cheesecake. Yeah. Yes. Who started making cheesecakes on the furlough and started selling them and have blown up. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Orange Man. Where is this at? Yeah. It's here. It's here in uh, D.C. DC. Oh. They, ship, they ship nationally. Yep. yep. They just got um, 
Walmart. 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 Yeah. Right? They're in Walmart now. Mm -hmm. I heard them speak the other day and their story is phenomenal. And this just happened in January yep. and they are going to be in Walmart in August. That's they blown, blown up. Just, just, it was just divine intervention. It was, it really was. It was that push. Yeah. Gotta make some money. Let's start making these cakes. I don't know how they can afford the ingredients because cheesecakes are expensive as hell to make. Yeah. But they are not cheap. Yes. <laughs> but they did it on their furlough dollars, mm -hmm. furlough savings. <laughs> so, yeah. Awesome. And it's them. good. I don't know if you had it, but no, I, had I haven't it. had it. Right. You had it? It is good. Mm -hmm. Nice. You got some at your house right now? Uh, <laughs> no. It's, 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 it didn't make it that far. It didn't make it out the parking lot. See? Oh, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. The most memorable music video for you? So, I know so, mine. I, yeah, go ahead. It looked like I you know were. mine. It's still, still to this day. Um, it's funny, too. I, I, wish, I wish I could send you guys photos during the conversation, but uh, Puff Daddy and the Family's More Money, More Problems. That, that okay. video... That video changed my. I wanted to be signed to Bad Boy Records so bad. <laughs> and I had, I can't remember the, I can't remember the brand, but my mom, God bless her, my mom went out and found whatever the brand name was, because it was weird, because it was the same name as the local arcade in my neighborhood, but Cyber Station, that's what it was. They, were, they were wearing Cyber Station sweatsuits in the video. So my mom found me two Cybersation sweatsuits. I grew out a curl like Diddy. Oh I had the sunglasses, but like that video, like I know it must have cost like a million dollars between like the Tiger Woods parody, the <laughs> the, uh, the clips, like the clips that they weaved in from Biggie because he had passed at the time, like the glitz, the glamour, the song itself, the Diana Ross sample, like that video changed my. I, I wanted to be from Bad Boy so bad. I never guessed. You would have never guessed I was a West Coast kid. Ever, ever, ever. <laughs> ever. I still, like, to this day, if that video came on right now, I'd be like, hold on, y'all. Like, <laughs> that video changed my life. Turn up, turn yeah. up. That's awesome. Guys, any? Mine is, old. mine is old. I'm sorry, but uh, okay. my favorite or, like, classic video is Michael Jackson Thriller. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's nice. yeah. That was it for me. Still to this day, no most of the dance, not the whole dance anymore. Oh. <laughs> well, that's what I was gonna say. So I don't know any other videos. So. Yes, you <laughs> girl, just name another Michael Jackson video. Nobody's gonna get mad at you for that. Oh, Billy Jean, we loved it. <laughs> Whichever um, one where the sidewalk lit up, that one was hot too. Oh yeah. Billy Jean, yeah. Back when videos to be like seventy minutes long, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. I um, like um, Janet Jackson Control. Oh, that's a nice one. When she like, cause you hadn't seen her, and she was Penny, and the next thing you know, he should come. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, she in control, and she had like dancers and everything. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Rhythm Nation was hot too. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think mine was Missy, get your freak on. Ooh, oh, yeah. Ooh. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Favorite, favorite. Yeah. I can't wait to see her in New Orleans. I'm going to see her for the first time live. 
Nice. Yeah, I saw. Where did I see Missy? It was at Essence or something like that. It was in the last couple of years, but she's one of her. Her and Mary J. Blige are two of the best live performers I've seen in my lifetime. And you know they're insanely talented. And like we make fun of, we make fun of slash like you know like in a loving way like Mary's you know like dance moves or whatever. But she cannot but, dance. Yeah. But have you seen Mary live? Have you seen yeah, Mary live? I've, I've seen Mary yes. live a few times. She, like, awesome. We got up in the eye, like seeing her do her moves like in person in the way that she like moves the crowd and like switches up to song. She moves the crowd, but she ain't on beat. She oh, ain't God. off she ain't off beat. That <laughs> can't do Mary, it. Mary is one of the best live performers I've ever seen. Agreed. No, she is good. I saw her live at Howard doing one of our homecomings. Um, yeah. that's when her first album had dropped back early 90s and then I saw her here at the um, Verizon Center and I was just like okay sing but stand still oh <laughs> we, we, we got totally different opinions on it I think Mary can dance she do the iteration she gave a concert last night she sure did she okay. gave a concert. I was I, I didn't didn't seen her perform that long. It was good. No, me and my wife watched the first, I think it was like 20, 30 minutes of it, and it was really good, but we were like tired and yeah. she had just gotten back in town and I had my little boy all weekend by myself. So it was like, let's get some sleep. Yeah, so we might finish have that channel. We haven't, we haven't recorded on uh Direct TV now, so we might finish it tonight. Yeah, it, it was, was one of the better awards to Mary. Yeah. Yeah. Regina Regina Hall did an like an incredible incredible job. I mean, I heard, can we talk about you know, repping DC all day? Wow. And the, and the way she repped DC and like just seeing like that culture like come to life on that show the way it did, it was it was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It was incredible. She's she's someone I've had the pleasure of meeting a couple times. Yeah. And she's like so genuinely sweet but also like really funny. Like she, she, she like, seems like it. Really, yeah, really, really funny. Like and like a, you know, like we give certain people in our community the credit of being like comedic actors and different things like that. Like, you know, Tiffany Haddish and the like. Yeah. And amongst that ensemble and that movie, like you always think of Tiffany being like the comedic breakout. But Regina is hilarious. Like even just like her ability to like, you know, like just think quick on her feet, like create jokes like out of nowhere. She's she's so sweet and so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's Dude. awesome. Yeah, I think I'm gonna y'all y'all reminded me. I think I'm gonna finish it tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, next question. Name something you can no longer drink. Mad Champagne. dog 2020. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <Don't> this <laughs> go. Zima. Oh this wow. go. Ooh, you went with the Zima. Mystic. Mm. Mystic? Oh, that's just because it doesn't exist anymore. Were you needy? I could never drink that. <laughs> well, sorry, Bougie. Uh, back in the day, on the block, were you needy? Like, we'll take a little bottle of that. This was like when we really wasn't supposed to be drinking to start with, but. Yeah, it's um, definitely champagne and like tequila for me. I have like a one, a one glass minimum with both of those. Like man. champagne will like really and truly like mess me up. Really? I can hold on, I hold on, hold. Can bottle. you specify 
what you're actually drinking? Yeah. Like what's our um, what brand? Actual um, actual champagne or sparkling wine? Yeah. Whether it was made in the mountains of uh, of <laughs> France or if it was manufactured in somebody's backyard or if it's two dollars on the shelf at Trader Joe's, like all champagne messes me up. Wow. I don't know if it's too much sugar or what it is, but I can have like one glass of champagne and then I can have like tequila, like in a margarita or something like that. But like one of them, otherwise like the two of those mess me up. Wow. We're on the opposite side. I can drink almost an entire bottle of whiskey to myself and be fine. Huh. Wow. Mess you up but, like drunk or mess you up like sick? Stomach. Mess me up like sick, like hungover. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Like during the time, like it tastes fine going down. Like I don't think, the, the champagne's alcohol content per per sip or per whatever milliliter or whatever it is, it's not worth it. It's too much liquid for how much you have to drink to get tipsy and drunk. But like, mm. yeah, I don't. Okay. All right. So we'll just take your glass if we're all ever in uh-huh. your same yes. place. Yes. We giving will us drink champagne. the champagne. Yes, go we'll give you some bourbon. I will pass them along. We'll okay. finish them off. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's Tangeray. I can't drink it no more. No gin? No, I can or drink gin. Tangeray. I love gin. It's Tangeray. Tangeray, I can't. Can I do it yeah. at all? Yeah. Yeah, bad experience. It's college days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with Quavo. <laughs> cannot you can't drink Quavo? Absolutely not. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, that'd be, that's probably one of the worst offenders, yeah. Hmm. I went back to gin. I used to be like that with gin. Now gin is one of my, if not my favorite spirits. Definitely yeah. top three. Yeah. I love gin, but gin will get me drunk real fast. <laughs> real fast. I don't know. It tastes so good, and I never get hungover from it or whatever, but, like, I could have, I think they, I think we did two gin cocktails this season, and we really drink on set. Like, me especially, like, Leslie will tell you, like, I drink Mm-hmm. Like for real, while we're on set, and always like whenever we do gin cocktails, like I either switch mine with vodka off camera, or like <laughs> I don't really drink it at all because we could lose an entire shoot day. Like I, gin will get me wow. real quick, <laughs> real real quick. Yeah. Oh, I love it. That is. Crazy. I love the honesty and transparency. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes when you guys see those clear bottles on set, because we use. We stopped using the bottles with the labels because we want to be paid for it. And we right. converted using like clear decanters. Yeah. So sometimes if you see us say gin or you hear us say gin and you see a clear bottle, most of the time there's vodka in there. Ha! Yeah. <laughs> or water. Or water. Sometimes we substitute gin and vodka for water or switch them out for each other. And then with bourbon, we'll switch it out with apple juice sometimes. Right. Mm. Yeah. Just the episode. Yeah, if we're shooting longer and we're sipping more and we need to get those shots of us sipping, we'll just switch it out with apple juice. Yeah. Yeah. TV secrets. Tricks of the trade. Yeah. 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 All right. Last question. What is your favorite show theme song? Jefferson's We're Moving On Up. Uh, Yeah, that's a good one. (laughs) To the East Side. (laughs) I forgot. Somebody has to answer so she can stop singing. Oh my god! So. I forgot what's the artist's name who did all the like the TGIF things. Like I think it was Bob Seger or something like that. But like it's yeah. either 
Family Matters or Full House is like my favorite because it's the okay. same guy who composed all of them. Yeah. Okay. So it's like one of those, like, it's a rare condition. This day and age. <laughs> like that white boy has some soul <laughs> and just thinking about like everybody doing their little pose like <laughs> that was like that was like the height of television for me like steve urkel and oh, the awesome yeah. twins and like all of yeah. them that's like my era of television so between those two, Family Matters and uh, Full House, those are my favorite TV show themes. These are showing our generations because I think I know. That's about to show my career. Mine was Family Ties with Denise Williams. That's and a I can't remember the other person. I love yeah. that uh, theme song. So. Family Ties was a good one. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Um, mine was Living Single. Single. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Check it out. Y'all want another very unpopular opinion that might get my black card taken? Oh, what? Uh, I know what you're going to say. I'm sitting okay. down. Okay. What? Everybody needs to sit. Martin and Living Single are two of the most overrated black sitcoms. <gasps> nope. 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 Well, thanks for that's coming the one on that, the show. That's, that's the one that almost always gets me in fights. Yes. Oh, Okay, thank you for being with us. No, living single. I think the other. No, no, no. I'm sorry. No. I just. What? Oh, y'all entertaining this? I thought we were. So this is this. I'm like next question. Like, what are we doing? I know it's wildly unpopular, but like this is also an informed opinion because I was one of those fat ass kids that always sat in front of the TV and watched everything. Mm-hmm. So like I've seen every episode of Martin and Living Single and Fresh Prince and Family Matters and Family Ties and uh, the Jeffersons and every other black sitcom ever. And like I just I I know why people revere them, but like I just the two of those like you have like you can't force me to watch either one of those wow. today. Wow. Yeah. It's a preference. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Definitely a preference. Wait, so what would you rather watch instead of those two? Fresh Prince, Family, and in, any of the other ones that we named. I love, like, just about every black sitcom that's ever come out, but those two, it's like, I don't know if it's... It's funny that you said Fresh Prince because Will Smith acts just like Martin on the Fresh Prince. It's like a... What? I don't know if it was... I don't know, I don't know what it is about those two, like... I just, and it was one of those things, like, I knew I didn't like them growing up. I just watched them because they were on, and, like, we didn't have, like, VR and Netflix and all that other stuff. So right. I was like, well, it's on, and there's only four other channels, and there's there's only news on those channels yeah. or whatever. So I guess I'll watch Martin. But I just, it never, like, I love Martin Lawrence. I love Tisha Campbell. I love, uh, what's his name, Carl Payne. Like, I love, like, the entire cast and characters of both shows. And I appreciate their contributions to, like, black media and media in general but just like and i love everything else that all of them have ever done but just those two shows i'm just like oh my god that's interesting Mm -hmm. yeah very interesting sanford and son had a good theme song oh Oh, they did they did have a good theme Mm -hmm. i'm not sure if in living um in living color did they have a theme song Mm -hmm. they did yeah you can do what you wanna do in living color. color, and they kind of remixed that like twice. I think yeah. it was. They you did. can also find yeah. living color on Aspire TV. <laughs> <laughs> I like the little plug. Plug, plug. plug. Yeah. <laughs> 
So if there is nothing else to ask Seth, a.k.a. Chris, A.K.A. Um, A.K.A. Like all the other names. Or Martin. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I bet y'all got some other names for me now. <laughs> okay. no. A.K.A. He don't like Martin. Right. A.K.A. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Who is this? Get <laughs> <laughs> all your angry letters to him. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, at, right. At him. What's your at? Because uh, we finna put it out. Yes. Uh, Where can everybody uh, find you on social media? At anti-Martin. I can be found everywhere, everywhere, every social media platform um, at Seth Brundle, S-E-T-H-B-R-U-N-D-L-E, and also Butter and Brown, B-U-T-T-E-R-A-N-D-B-R-O-N, B-R-W-O-N, I'm sorry, or B-R-O-W-N, Jesus. I'm a little dyslexic like Theo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And so do you have a premiere date for Butter and Brown or can you tell us that yet? Yes. Yeah, so I think the date is locked in, so I'm comfortable saying it. We season three uh, debuts on Aspire TV October 1st, 2019 at 8 p.m. 5 p.m. Pacific. Got it. Just followed you. Awesome. Thank this has been so fun. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you guys so, so much for taking out the time. And I apologize for my CP time. Oh, it's all good. Yeah, I thought I scheduled it and I was like, oh, I'll be done by then. And we ran a little offer, but yeah. Yeah. Um, the next time you and your wife are in D.C. or in Paris, just let us know. That's where we live. All right. Who lives in Paris? Tanisha lives in Paris. I do. Yeah. We'll look you because we might be going to Paris. We're tentatively planning a trip next year. Do it. So I'll let you guys. I'll let you guys know for sure. And Leslie and I might be coming back to DC sometimes this year for another Xfinity. Yeah, thing. yeah. So we'll keep you guys posted for sure. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. Yay. Yeah, yeah and I think I think, I think we might be at Howard's homecoming this year too because we did Morehouse Films homecoming uh, this past year. So I think we're doing Howard's this year. Of course. Yeah. The mecca. Yeah. The greatest of all time. I have not I have not been to Howard's homecoming, so I'm very excited. Uh, wait, what? Uh, oh, your black card. Well, that's when your black card is getting red. I oh. went to an HBCU, and oh, I have been to right, like, Stonehouse's homecoming. I only went to Howard's homecoming because I lived in D.C., so it's right. not a great homecoming on earth. We're talking about one of the biggest rivalries between Howard and Morehouse when it comes to um, football games. Homecoming is better. Oh. Yeah, ours is better. I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> ours is better. We're all fighting for that. It's literally called the greatest homecoming on earth. So, I mean, we all can fight. We yeah. all can fight it out. So. That's fine with me. Hold on one minute. <laughs> well, that's it. Uh, no, that is. <laughs> well, that's our show, guys. Thank you so much, Seth. I hear you, Chris. Thank you. Thank you guys Bye. so much. Also, much. It's a lot of fun. Bye-bye. Thanks for not beating Bye. me up. All right, y'all. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining the Squirrel Suite, everybody. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment. And also, Essence is about a week away. And we'll be in the building. We're going to be with the Hughes Society at the Black Wine Experience. We're going to be doing some um, live interviews. 
we're gonna have a table at the black wine experience and we're going to do like I said some live footage um, in the main ballroom so send us any questions that you may have we hope to see you in New Orleans happy wine Wednesday cheers